Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward, who has over 10 years in the markets. How are you today? The podcast has a simple format, which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week, we're looking at Disney, Restaurant Group and Heineken. So all the things are the topical with what's happening now with the easing of lockdown. First things first, though, Henry, how have you been this week? This week has gone really, really good, Dylan. We have the stock market, which has sort of rallied with the likes of the NASDAQ, has now at all record highs. The European indices have been pretty stagnant. We have the cryptocurrencies that uh, Bitcoin has dropped down a little bit, which is good. We want to start to see movement in that market again. But the big winner of the week so far has been the Chinese market. It is skyrocketed. And what about Tesla then, which I know you've been talking about quite a bit over the last few weeks. That's seen its value jump from around $950 to $1,350, a little over a week. Why has that happened? Well, there's a, there's a couple little things that, that's after happening. You have Elon Musk telling employees that they're going to go all in on Tesla Semi to, to get in the volume production. You have their Model Y crossover SUV, which is supposed to start production in 2021, is now starting production in 2020. And then down to the shareholders, the biggest one of all is that it looks like the Q2 has, is going to be another fourth consecutive profitable quarter. That is huge for Tesla. Tesla, because remember, Tesla haven't made profit um, historically month on month and quarter on quarter. So this is this is a really big one for Tesla. So a lot of positivity coming from the Tesla factories at the moment. I do find it amazing, though, that they are valued as the most valuable car company in the world, even more so than the likes of Toyota, Ford, etc., etc. The tweet situation sounds a little bit more uh, relevant than him promoting Kanye West for president. I didn't know if you saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone saw that. Yeah, but, but look, see, the thing about Elon, he, he loves to promote. He loves to get out there. He loves to be seen. And it's one of these things is you have one of the moves that are happening long before this was a, a couple of weeks before this was when SpaceX was launched. People couldn't invest in SpaceX, so they just jumped into Tesla. The thing is, is that he has built a brand, something likes of the, the apples of this world that people love what he does they love him they love his brand they love what it stands for it's also better for the environment okay well let's crack on with topic one then which is disney i must admit i was actually uh watching disney plus at the weekend so i don't know if you saw the uh, musical hamilton is now streaming so disney paid 75 million dollars for the rights to that show and it was a plan to be a cinema release but because of the current climate they then switched it to a streaming release What's your thoughts on Disney? Uh, Dylan, I didn't know you were so cultured. <laughs> well, um, I think it was more my fiance telling me to watch it rather than <laughs> know too much what what's going on. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I thought you were just a football kind of man. Um, <laughs> but look, yes, Disney is conglomerate stuffed with highly recognizable brands like Pixar, 
Marvel, Lucasfilm, ABC, ESPN, and more recently, the digital streaming site Hulu. Now, the thing with this is that they have went out and they have purchased the likes of Hamilton, and only time will tell whether they will see a huge influx of subscriptions because of this. So it, it is literally too early to tell at the minute because, like you say, it only started the streaming, what was it, on the 3rd of July? So the company's already got 55 million subscribers to Disney Plus streaming service. It's obviously going up against the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime. So it's the three massive, massive companies who are all going for this same market share. How do you think it's going to end? Is it going to be one winner or can they all play nicely and live side by side? It's like everything. There's, there's always no competition. If we look at some of the, the people in our office, they literally, when something really good comes out from one of them, they will cancel that subscription and then jump onto the other. So this is, this is what people do. And because they're one more subscriptions, then they will take customers off each other and it will get to a point where they have sort of reached a plateau. And we wouldn't be surprised if Disney Plus hit 75 million users. Now, when we put this into perspective, is that their target for 2024 was between 60 to 90 million users. And we're expecting now to hit this now. Where they're going to get the majority of their users is the likes of in Latin America. And we look at sort of Netflix's numbers. They have 34 million paying subscribers out there already. And if we put it in the context is that Disney would be out there as a brand to be bigger than the likes of Netflix. On the downside of this is we have to put it into our look where Disney are pulling in their money. 43% of Disney's revenue is from the likes of the ABC and cable networks ESPN. So they are trying to get revenue streams to match that from other places. And Disney Plus is one of them. And it's, it has been a hit over through lockdown massively. The current share price for Disney is around the $113 mark. Is now a good opportunity to get in or would you wait a while? If we're looking at this long-term, Disney would definitely be a sort of long-term hold. You'd sit and hold. They pay a dividend of 1.8% on average a year. So the idea is you'd be making 1.8% a year. So just under 2% each year if you hold on to Disney. So it'd be one of the ones that we would sit and hold long-term. It wouldn't be something that I'd be looking to jump in very, very quickly to make a quick quid and then jump out. Okay, well, let's move on to topic two then, which is the restaurant group. So like everyone else, uh, I'm dying to go to a restaurant and get a little bit of food. Yeah, it's been, it's been horrible sitting at home for the last three months eating my own cooking. Uh, I use the <laughs> cooking word very, very loosely. Is that uh, baked beans say, on toast? Yeah, when I say cooking, I mean microwaving. I know nowadays that's called cooking, isn't it? Oh, Henry, you've had a subscription, a daily subscription, that is, for Deliveroo as well. So I'm sure you've been getting a few takeaways. But anyway, the restaurant group operates over 600 restaurants and pubs, and they own the likes of Frankie and Benny's and Wagon Mama's. So some big companies within their group. Yeah, they're very well-known restaurants in the group. Personal favorite is Wagamama's. Now, if you look at the stock price over the last year, they've been moving sideways between $161 to 119 But in January 2020, it actually had a drop from $161 down to $19, which was a big drop. Now, it has slowly recovered back up to $60, but this is a, has affected all food companies. And because they have huge numbers of restaurants, then they've been hit pretty badly. So going into the likes of a Frankie and Benny's over the last, say, five years, I've definitely noticed a decline in the number of people visiting those establishments. When I look at those stats, 
That's a huge drop. And that was in January 2020 before there was the actual lockdown. So how have they been able to recover even to $60 in this intervening time? One of the things about this is, is that the market will slowly, slowly recover, which means then that people will see the likes of the restaurant group down at $19 and they will invest. People are always looking for value and, and we have been at the bottom of the coronavirus and everything from there has pretty much recovered. Now, one of the, the big things that they did is Frankie and Benny's and the likes of, of Joe's Kitchens, they have been dwindling. But they come out and they spend $350 million on the likes of Wagamama's. Now, Wagamama's is Asian fusion food, but it makes money, unlike most of the other restaurant group have. So what they've actually done is they've tried to switch a lot of the Frankie and Benny's that haven't been doing well into actually Wagamama's. And they have grown that brand quite substantially over the last year. That's the lot of the likes of the restaurant group have started to do well. You also have the likes of Deliveroo, Uber Eats, and all those companies coming in and starting to do delivery from the likes of the Wagamamas. They have had some business through there, but the likes of the Frankie and Benny's and Joe Kitchens haven't done much, but the likes of the Wagamamas have. And that's their that's the saving grace where they're sort of pinning a lot of the hopes on. And that's why in 2019, the market has been moving sideways because they purchased that in late 18, beginning of 19. And that's why the market has been stagnant. But previous to that, they have just been in a steady decline. And so there's a lot of hope being pushed on the likes of Wagamamas over the last year to 18 months. Okay, that makes sense because Wagamama's is certainly popular. Everywhere you go, it's packed out. The only thing with Wagamama's is obviously their business model is that people sit really, really closely to other people that they don't know. So it'd be interesting with obviously the government loosening restrictions on restaurants at the moment, how Wagamama's allow social distancing in their restaurants. I have a friend who actually works in Nando's. Now, Nando's are making more money now with the restaurants closed than they were when the restaurants were opened. What, because everyone's getting deliveries? It's literally what, so the idea was is, is every, every hour that's there, every, every penny that's made in an hour, 11% goes on staff, okay? And that's genuinely the way they do it. Now, since the likes of lockdown has been in, 4% of that is going on, on staff, which means then they are making extra money from the actually deliveries. Now, what I've heard in whispers and what I've, what, I've, what I've heard with people is that some of the smaller chains that are not doing well in the likes of Nando's, what they're potentially going to do is actually close those stores or actually turn those stores into just delivery only. If that kicks on, then you could see the likes of restaurant group following suit, which means is that you have the smaller stores, whether it's Frankie and Benny's, whether it's Wagamama's, those stores are not doing well, turn them into delivery only or close down the high street shop and actually go into us that's outside of the town, which the rent is lowest and all you have is just kitchen staff and people are motorbikes delivering stuff out. So whenever we have sort of pandemics or stuff like this, people come up with innocent new ideas on how to actually make money. And this is probably a shot in the arm for a lot of these restaurant groups. So is the restaurant group a share that you'd be looking at to invest in? If you look at this, if you look at over the last year, it's been fluctuating between 119 and $161. Now at the minute, it's at 60 so which means then it has a natural progression up to there. So you could see to the high of 2019-20 to 160. That's $100 of a rise, which means that it'd be 100 and what's that, 140% to get to that level. So this could take two years to actually get there. So it's slow and steady. 
Okay, well, let's move on to topic three then, which is Heineken. So this is a Dutch brewing giant that was founded in 1864 in Amsterdam. It now owns over 165 breweries in more than 70 countries and employs over 70,000 people. So we obviously had the pubs opening this Saturday. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the pictures in Soho. Surely this is now good news for the likes of Heineken. Did, did I see you on one of those pictures in Soho, Dylan? I was firmly at home watching Hamilton. <laughs> firmly <laughs> nowhere near those crowds. It was crazy. Well, look, as someone who was brought up in, in Wexford, Ireland, pub was one of the, the greatest things there in the, in the village. Look, the pub was a focal point of the community. So yes, from a small village point of view, this is, this is huge. But on a bigger scale, the whole country created a sigh of relief. You know what I mean? Because the pubs actually opened, people could go somewhere. People can actually join up together and chat and actually enjoy a drink. So yes, this was a huge for this weekend. So organic beer volumes fell by 2.1% in the first quarter with March volumes down 14%. And obviously the likes of Heineken's outlets, production facilities have had to close because of Corona. This means that their profits came down to about 94 million euros, which is um, a massive loss from what they made the previous year, which was nearer to 300 million. And Heineken expects their results to worsen in the second quarter. So surely this is going to have a big impact on their share price. Well, this hasn't been great for the drinks industries. Sales have dropped across everywhere. If you look at the likes of Heineken, Diageo, all of these companies, they have literally dropped. It's something similar to the restaurant group. The two of them will be sort of interlinked, okay? So uh, Heineken stocks fell from a high of $94 down to a low of 61 It has recovered over the last three months to 74 So we are seeing a little recovery across the board with everything. We've had the good weather. People have been in beer gardens as the likes of the lockdown has been released. And so is it something that you're interested in or is it just not for you because of this uncertainty? Yes, there's massive uncertainty in the likes of this, but we know what England is like with the likes of beer. We know what Ireland is like with the likes of beer <laughs> and alcohol. It's it's two, the two biggest consumers of alcohol in, maybe in the world, okay? And this is not going to change. People will still want to go to the pub. They will, will still want to drink. But it may take a bit like the restaurant groups, may take a year to 18 months to even two years to get back to those levels. Do I expect them? Yes, I do. Am I invested in in some drinks companies? Yes, I am. I actually, I have invested in in the low. So I'm up a little bit on some of those already. So I do expect them to go. But like we've said previously, it's not going to be a short-term spike. This is going to be a long-term recovery that I'm happy to sit and hold on these stocks and let them grow consistently over the next six to a year to 18 months. Now, they may not move at all within a month. They may go up a little bit, down a little bit, and then we'll have a little dog leg up and then it'll stagnate for a little while and then potentially another little dog leg up. But we will have good and bad. Now, with the, the reports coming out in the likes of this week and next, I do expect their, their returns to be bad. But the difference is, is are they going to be as bad as the amended ones or are they going to be better than the amended? And that will then tell whether the stock price will actually spike up or down at that particular time. No doubt Heineken and other beer companies will be praying for a little bit of sunny weather and then pub gardens are going to be rammed. And, that, and that's the way it's going to be. And this is only beneficial for the likes of Restaurant Group. This is going to be beneficial for the likes of Heineken, Diageo's of this world, and hopefully for our mental health as well. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we've now talked about Tesla, Disney, Restaurant Group and Heineken. Is there anything else that you're keeping an eye on at the moment? 
the things that I'm looking at at this present moment are everything that are already in my portfolio because we are in the midst of earning season at the minute. So it is the, 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 the one tip I'd give to people at the minute is have a look at the earnings reports, see when they're being released, have a look into them because the day before they're released, if you actually Google what's the expected returns, you pretty much will know what's happening beforehand. The analysts will have done their research. And if you are looking at the right reports, then you can actually anticipate whether it's going to be a jump or whether it's going to be a jump up or down in that particular sector or whether it's going to stay there. So at this present moment in time, it's not looking at new stocks. It's actually trimming the fat of the stuff that you have already. Do I need to dump the stocks and, and be happy with the profit that I have now? Or or do I need to actually buy some more because the likes of Tesla there, for instance, do I need to buy more because the reports is expected to be good? The Q2 is expected to be good. So, so on and so forth. So that's, that's literally what we're looking at the likes of this week and next. Thanks very much for that. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. We hope you've all enjoyed listening. If you want to learn more about these three topics, there are specific articles on the Toro blog, and you can always join Henry for his market updates every Tuesday. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a nice Thanks, day. everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>